1: Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number six hundred ninety-two, September thirteenth, twenty twenty-one. Ninety-five was the record high on this day. That happened in nineteen thirty-nine, and it was thirty-three degrees in eighteen ninety. Oh, isn't that lovely? Mm-hmm. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Every day. Where is your flashlight king, (laughs) fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense?
2: He's here every day. Oh, not occasionally. Joe Souchere. He's offended by that. I
1: got an email from Sandy Swearing, who writes, I live in Rochester. How do I get a GL t-shirt? I'm not seeing it in your shop. I don't like Target because of their views and normally don't go there, but I want to believe that I have the rights in this progressive, woke city. I might have to wear a mask, but I should have the right to wear a GL shirt and would proudly wear it, signed, tired of being told what to do. Well, this stems from, she's referring to last week, we got an email from Tony uh, who's joining us right now. Yep. Tony Oberstar. Hi, Tony.
3: Hey, Joe. How are you doing?
1: Good. And you, uh, you were at a Target last week. Uh, and you're wearing a plain GL t-shirt, and you were asked to leave. Did you ever determine why you were asked to leave?
3: So I went back after I had picked my grandfather up from the mail, and he was just as befuddled as I am because he's a big GLer from up in Chisholm, giving mm-hmm. area. And she was, uh, Neek is her name, by Neek. the way. Neek, all right. And her tag clearly said, they, them. Oh, Um, sure. Sure. Got it. (laughs) And (laughs) and I went back and I was just, I talked to a manager and I was just like, look, I'm not, I'm from the cities. I'm not trying to cause trouble in your store. And the manager who was a very nice lady apologized and even gave me like 5% off of what I was going to purchase, which was pretty cool. But, um, She's claimed that the rep the representative who I don't know for a fact is no longer working there, but they said she will be dealt with accordingly mm-hmm. um stated that the podcast promotes racist <laughs> racist and biased thinking by uh angry white men from the metro.
2: Wow.
0: <laughs> 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 Almost right on. Did, <laughs> wait, a wait. Of- wait a
3: minute. Wait a hold hold
0: up.
1: Hold up. Hold up. Wait, wait a, minute. a minute. Something, Something ain't right.
0: right. Who it
1: was Neek's view of the podcast or the manager? Neek.
3: Well so she's aware of the podcast. Yeah, she's actually the manager is actually like, Oh, that's the shirt? Oh, I listen to them daily. I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, that clears everything up.
0: Well, we do have a large following in Rochester.
3: Well, you wouldn't yeah. think you wouldn't think somebody with a they
1: them name tag would be a listener to the show. That's a, a good not point. Not a P one, right? I don't know, Tony. How she would? Well, she was lying, is what she was doing. I mean, oh, the, no, oh, sure
4: she, Go ahead, she Joe. She's she's. Of, go ahead, Tony. So I'm sorry.
3: I was saying she might have heard of the show, and you know how the Mysterians are these days. Yeah. If they hear of something, they'll run with an opinion. Exactly.
4: Of That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Yep. Wow. wow. Yeah.
3: All right. Well,
1: Tony, uh, uh, And the only you. thing
4: she's wrong about, Such, is the racist part. I mean, yeah, old white guys. Yeah, yeah. we're guilty of that. Guilty. Yeah. Mostly from the metro. Yeah. 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 Well, guilty. Yeah. 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 But racist, uh, that doesn't fly
0: yeah. in any of our
4: she families. she gets this. Uh, we don't yeah. know that. Nick. <laughs> uh, oh, you know That does gets? not work. What? <laughs> groin kick oh right
2: she gets a groin me. kick you gotta warn me when we're gonna well, do well,
1: Oh hell he got nothing but time you can, can escalate we're that yes we're, we're, a
2: we're a racist podcast we're a
1: racist podcast if we want to take time out for a groin kick we h- we can deserves this gonna
2: hurt
3: boom oh. sorry
2: nick yeah right in the oh, hey tony before you minute. go what's grandpa's name uh
3: his name is gene
2: all right thanks for gene. listening gene yeah
3: and are you of the famous overstar family I am. Jim was my great uncle.
0: I'll be damned. Awesome. All right. He was off in his politics, but he was a really nice guy. So <laughs> he was a good guy.
3: I will say he was the last. He was the last good Democrat to live, and then yeah. You know, there, to. You yeah. You there you I'll go. Give you that. I'll give you that. All <laughs> right, Tony. Thank you very much. All right, I'll put my I'll put my clan hood back on and now listen to the Jeez. podcast. <laughs> no, no, <don't laughs> do not do quite. <laughs> don't do that. Right, don't thank even say you. That.
0: Yeah. See he <laughs> meant his GL clan, the the, the group. But that's yeah, not... You, you, he didn't mean yeah. the other one. Oh.
4: Okay, Rook. Okay,
1: Rook. I soften it up. Okay. okay, thank you. Now let's. Oh. <laughs> can we get back to uh,
2: Sandy's? E- How does she get a T-shirt? Don't we sell them online? We we did for a couple of days after the fair, but I believe that st- online store is now closed.
0: Why Really? is it out of stuff I don't know uh, my guess is and I'm, I'm saying this flying blind I would imagine for the holidays there might be a way to get a, a t-shirt geez you think you get a lousy t-shirt well I think it's a logistics thing yeah and we okay, have an email for today. either
1: one of you uh, presumably Reavers <laughs> might be the best okay uh, who writes this Jerry uh, G-E-R-R-Y is that a male or female I
0: G-E-R-R-Y
1: would be a guy, I think. Okay, whatever. Uh, do you have to belong to Facebook or other accounts to mm. view the podcast? Uh, my wife, oh, it's my wife, so he's a male. My wife and I do not belong to any account, nor do we plan to. Computer illiterate. Gary. Um, pronounces it Gary.
2: I actually already responded oh. to, to Gary. Well, Ger- I could even answer that. No, this. that's okay. Uh, but for those that, because we, we get this question a lot. But no, you can just go to the YouTube channel. And you, you, you can subscribe. We'd prefer if you subscribe, but you don't have to be a subscriber. But if you do subscribe, you get them right away. Okay. There but yeah, I... YouTube's open and free to anybody. All right. That's but yeah, you I... do have to go online. That's what I thought. So then that... we can get onto YouTube.
0: Uh, YouTube every day.
2: Yes. Uh, and I want to uh, uh,
1: note, uh, as we have been following it, that as of this moment, I'm unaware that Judge Jamie Allen has either okayed or uh, blocked the new language for the public safety charter question scheduled to be on the ballot. And uh, early voting begins this week, so they're really up against the clock. Uh, Rook, why don't you just uh, monitor something that would have it right away, okay. Star Tribune website maybe? I will. or or Channel 5 website, uh, because uh, what the Star Tribune had today was just a real nice puff piece about Jamie Allen, who was a Tim Pawlenty employee. I, I think they wanted to imply that she she got the gig from Pawlenty because her husband uh, worked for Pawlenty, uh, but no one has found fault with her judging. Uh, she's very popular and very fair, according to the story today. Uh, in any event, we, we don't know at this moment whether we have approved or uh, disapproved language. And it's critical. This is the most important ballot question in America today, uh, despite there being many other issues. This is incredible. And it turns out that Esme Murphy, Reeves, yep, Esme Murphy over the weekend uh, had Ilhan Omar as a guest. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on garage logic. OK.
5: Police Safety Amendment, which would basically replace the Minneapolis Police Department with the public Safety Department. Governor Walls has come in uh, against it. Senator Klobuchar against it. You are for it. And you wrote an op-ed about that. Why are you for this amendment? yeah I mean I think it's for there are two reasons um, you know that I would love to quickly just state one is that this charter amendment uh, brings us to be the same as every other city almost in in this huh? state. There is no other city in um, in in Minnesota that has a, a required requirement of how many uh, police officers that you should have. True, but they have police departments. But they do have police departments. So many of them, again, do not actually require a police Mm. department. They have public safety um, department required, and some of them don't actually have any of that. And the second part of that is that this charter amendment would actually give the opportunity for the city council and the mayor TO uh, MAKE DECISIONS ABOUT WHO SHOULD RESPOND um, WHEN IT COMES TO um, you know disturbances that do not actually require the presence of uh, police uh, and allow for police to be able to investigate. As you know, nearly 90 percent of our homicides go unsolved in the city because there there is a lot of distraction that is taking place. And I think it is really important for us to have the ability uh, to have control um, over what we decide to do in regards to public safety. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see how this amendment.
1: Well, I made made notes as she spoke. Uh, I have no idea what she means by saying that this would make Minneapolis like every other city in the state. (laughs) I'm not sure it's true, for example. I bet you, well, Rook, look it up. I got to think St. Paul's charter also has a formula for how many police officers the city can have. So she's, I think she's just dead wrong on that.
4: Well, Joe, we're doing a deep dive here on someone who has no idea what the hell she's talking about. Right. I mean, we just heard, what was that? 60 seconds of straight up ignorance is what that was.
1: And I, I, she apparently can uh, have some comfort for herself in placing uh, such important decisions with that city council. And, it's been my learning experience over the last year that i've never seen a more incompetent bunch than that. Right. And right. she she would be happy with that. She also said this: the homicide cases are not getting solved because of so many distractions. Well, it's probably the next homicide. Right. So i i have no idea. I don't think what she said made any sense at all. No, of it course didn't. it
4: didn't. No.
1: Now i'm a noted uh, not a fan of Ilhan Omar, so i suppose my Belief about this could be taken with a grain of salt. But uh, if I had to guess, I would think most GLers uh, find her worldview a little problematic. And her worldview in this case is she doesn't. She was even uh, uh, suggesting, for example, that well, some
2: cities don't even have police departments. Well, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, technically just because I know we're going to get emails, because we have a lot of people that live in that city. I used to. Chanhassen does not have a city police department.
1: Who do they contract? Explain that
2: They have Carver County deputies that monitor
4: Chanhassen. And, and Joe, that goes on all over the state, where the county deputies are the de facto police departments for many small towns, and actually some big towns, Uh, and some big
2: suburbs. Like Chanhassen and Carver. Carver also does not have a police department. Carver County deputies monitor both Carver and Chan Hansen. But I
4: think
1: her overarching yep. belief is that she doesn't like she doesn't want police. Right, correct. She doesn't want a police department. She wants right. a department of public safety to be
2: uh designed and run by the city council. Well, and meanwhile, she said she's really offended that 90% of homicides go you know Ilhan, are you aware that there's about 200
1: grand on the table for a reward just to solve the uh, the shootings of the three children back in April and May,
2: of which no one and no one's speaking up, including her.
1: Yeah, I just, I just, I just found her remarks to be make no sense.
4: Well, offensive is what they were. Play it once more, please. Oh, Kate! Oh, boy! Uh,
0: she has such a distinct way to speak. Yeah, she? it's
2: like fingers on a blackboard. <laughs> uh, give me a, just a quick yeah, second so I, I can cue up uh, well, I, I'm, Esme's I'm, question on the uh, yeah, subject matter. Yeah, Here we go.
5: Yeah. Coming to contact with. I want to ask you about the Minneapolis Police Safety Amendment, which would basically replace the Minneapolis Police Department with the Public Safety Department. Governor Walls has come in uh, against it. Senator Klobuchar against it. You are for it, and you wrote an op ed about that. Why are you for this amendment? Yeah, I mean, I think it's for there are two reasons, um, you know, that I would love to quickly just state. One is that this charter amendment, uh, brings us to be the same as every other city almost in Uh, in this state, there is no other city in in um, in in minnesota that has a, a required a requirement of how many uh, police officers that you should have true with their police departments charter. but they do have police departments so many of them again do not actually require a police department they have public safety um, department required and some of them don't actually have any of that and the second part of that is that wow. this charter amendment would actually give the opportunity for the city council and the mayor to uh, make decisions about who should respond um, when it comes to um, you know disturbances that do not actually require the presence of uh, police uh, and allow for police to be able to investigate, as you know, nearly ninety percent of our homicides go unsolved in the city because are, there is a lot of distraction that is taking place. And I think it is really important mm. for us to yeah. have the ability uh, to have control um, over what we decide to do in regards to public safety.
4: Oh, excuse-
2: Il- Ilhan, that's not distraction, that's called
4: she's, crime. She's talking out of her vent. She has no idea what she's talking about.
1: Well, what I gleaned from listening to it a second time is that she thinks requiring a police department shouldn't be necessary right she used the word require a number of times right she believes wrote that, it down yeah me too yeah. she's she believes that requiring a police department is in and of itself an ideology that she can't embrace that she she won't embrace wow.
0: i'm told from a a uh, rather high ranking uh saint paul uh officer that they do not have a, a charter well, they do have, uh, but they do have a prescribed number,
1: because you you see that number all the time. I think they're at six fifty six in St. Paul, and they could be. Uh, I'm these numbers are going to be off a little bit. Okay. But what what I'm suggesting is one of the reasons Todd Axtell went back to the St. Paul City Council was to get more money to bring his force up to its. I do remember Up that. to yes. its legal measure, up to its right. legal number of officers. So there is a formula in St. Paul. It just might not be in the charter. Got it. And
2: it's based on population, I would assume? I would imagine so.
4: Joe, every situation that a police officer walks into is potentially a dangerous, life-altering contact with the public. Of course. Um, Especially domestic violence calls. Mm -hmm. Um, And even as, as light as traffic stops where things go south quickly. Do we want the city council and the mayor to sit down and determine which calls police, actual armed police officers should be responding not to? I don't. No, No. of course not. (laughs) No, no, No. they need to be responding to all of them. Yeah.
1: Well, that's a shame that she's probably got a very safe seat in the 5th Congressional District. I'll say. And uh, I I find her to... not have her constituents' interest in her heart. Of course not.
4: Which leads me to ask, who is she representing?
2: She's representing Ilhan Omar. And who is that? No, I mean, that's all she cares about is herself and maintaining. No, there's something else she's
4: up to, and that's what we need to determine. Really? And I don't mean to go black. Helicopter here in tinfoil hat, but what's really going on with her? Who is she representing? I, I think that question can also be asked of uh,
1: uh, Ocasio Cortez.
4: Sure. What is their real
1: mission? There's people behind. Yep. Uh, uh, what's her name? Alexandria Oca- Ocasio Cortez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to believe there's. She's a. She's a mouthpiece for for.
2: Well, didn't we discover, we, we discovered a video, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, years ago after she had been elected of the, of the team assembled to essentially get her elected mm-hmm. a number of years ago. I by the a, way, n- yeah. uh, 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 audio courtesy of uh, WCCO television. Right. I don't know if we established right. that.
1: I didn't watch but, that show. I presume it was yesterday morning.
2: I think that's when Esme shows. Uh, but yes. we were, we were uh, told about it by a, a mole of ours. Mm-hmm. And you
1: guys might want to listen to this. And I did want to, and that's why we played it for
2: you. I also have a
1: note here from the Gumption County deputy who has written us before. I am writing in response to John Choi's recent announcement. That was the announcement last week where the Ramsey County attorney is waiving now all so-called minor traffic stops uh, and will not prosecute felonies that might arise from them. Well, let me put it this way. Will not prosecute most felonies that arise arise from them uh choi's this is the uh, gumption county deputy choi's new policy at the ramsey county attorney's office will no longer be prosecuting most felonies discovered as a result of a traffic stop for a minor offense is outrageous too many elected and appointed officials are now trying to outwoke one another on a daily basis laws be damned the media community leaders and politicians Always harp on the fact that minority communities are disproportionately stopped for minor offenses. Joe, as you correctly pointed out, cops are not driving around looking to stop black drivers for simply being black. To do so guarantees you will be fired, sued, and criminally charged. Why would any cop think it was a good idea to stop someone solely for their race if by doing so they're putting their career, finances, and freedom on the line? The other day, the Wall Street Journal had an interesting editorial about the poor performance of minority students in large urban public schools. The article pointed out that around 75% of minority students do not read or do math at their grade level. This does not speak well of our schools, but it also does not speak well of the home lives of these students either. If kids are being brought up with no sense of responsibility, discipline, work ethic, and desire to become a productive citizen, why should they be bothered with following any social conventions, rules, or laws? Toss in the constant message from the left that these minority communities are forever victims and therefore are not at fault for anything. We have now reached the point of kids making a game out of fleeing the police in stolen cars. Sad, this is uh, in reference to the uh, kids at the North St. Paul, who were two of whom died. Uh, sadly, this should not be seen as surprising, but rather as an, in, an inevitable link to the chain. John Choi seeks to help John Choi primarily with his virtue signaling pronouncement. No good can come from this new policy. Lastly, shame on those police officials standing behind Choi as he made his announcement. Their presence only served to undermine the authority and legitimacy of police officers who work on the streets every day. Keep pushing back, signed the Gumption County Deputy. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You didn't stop at Red's today, did you?
0: Uh, I did not. I did drive by yesterday, and I told my the uh, members that were in my car, do you know that you but, could go to Red Savoy Pizza and walk in and grab a pre-made slice? They did not know that. So I hope you're going to get the word out to people.
2: Yes. And by the way, thanks to the chief who brought in a couple of pies for Rook and yeah, I. Yeah, dang. Well, that's, we're talking On about their newest,
1: their newest dish. It's Red Savoy adult mac and cheese. It's just fantastic. It's, it's not a pizza. It's really good.
0: It comes in its
1: own tin boat.
0: And I had some leftovers this uh, afternoon, right before I came in. Bacon, chicken, mac and cheese. Oh it's man. adult mac and cheese. This stuff.
1: ain't that orange stuff you make out of the box. This nope. is the real This deal. is the real, real Creamy, noodley, delicious, and great bits of bacon. They include three cheeses, parmesan, mozzarella, and cheddar, and they've added just the right amount of Alfredo sauce to send you yeah. into a comfort food coma, it was baby. was well-received in my home. Nice. Chicken, uh, bacon, mac, and regular mac and cheese at Red Savoy this month. Mac and cheese will never be the same again. Download the Red Savoy app or visit SavoyPizza.com. 16 locations for the best pizza and now adult mac and cheese anywhere in the
2: world. Yeah! Egan, and please let them know that you heard about him on the Garage Logic podcast.
1: In a. Elwood, oh, shoot.
2: rookies playing the Herbie Hancock. Oh, I forgot to do this. Yeah, Kenny's waiting patiently. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe This Seafoam
4: is a wonderful product in a world of racing. Yeah. The Seafoam drag racing team consists of four drivers, all from Minnesota. That They compete on the national level, level in the super gas and pro stock for the Seafoam race team. Uh, and you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, Seafoam is also involved in the world of outlaws, the Sprint Car Circuit. They're a co-sponsoring partner there. And uh, where am I going with this? Where are you going frankly? with this? I, I i have no idea <laughs> audio corner audio corner <laughs> but i do know that i love seafoam more than jelly donuts i carry extra cans of the high mileage motor treatment in my truck i keep an emergency can of deep creep in the drink holder the top motor treatment it's my carb cleaner of choice And I'm not alone. A lot of GLers, they've made the habit of keeping the can of the motor treatment close by in case their favorite cylinders start acting the fool. And you know what, once they've learned the lesson, okay, here's here's, here's where I'm going with it. Once they've learned the lesson, they start pre-treating all of their cylinders with a gulp or two every other fill up that keeps that engine out of the shop and their money in their wallet so do what the fireworks commissioner of garage logic does give those cylinders a little sip on the regular and keep them running happy it's truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas it's seafoam
1: traffic reporter kenny olson also a longtime member of the garage logic staff died tragically Wednesday after he mistakenly drank an entire can of seafoam that he kept in his cup holder. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, he ran really good. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, did anybody know ZZ Top was in town over the weekend? What?
2: I did.
4: My buddy produced that show. I, uh, did. Not, did, I not did not know, know that. Where? It was called the Wyzetta
3: Beach
2: Fest. I you don't know. know where it was they held. They played that? 4,000 people were there. Oh, you yeah. know. Okay, that makes sense now.
1: Was it a private? Was y- it a yes. private party?
2: I think it's. Um, well, hold on to answer that question.
1: Where's the party?
2: It but was in uh, a Sid. Um, I think because they did another one last year. Was it Springsteen played it? I don't know. But this is you know people that are donating. Well, Kenny just said he knows
1: the guy who produced it. Kenny, was it a private event?
4: Yeah, uh, and he sent me a picture of him oh, and, uh, that's and uh, cool. Billy, Billy oh, Gibbons. Yeah. yeah, Billy looks good. Oh, Which one so did I, lose? I wouldn't
1: have had a chance to go to it in other words. No, uh-uh. All right. Who? You probably could have talked your way in. Which well, member did we who just who
2: lose from ZZ Top? Dusty Hill. Dusty. Who, who replaced him, Kenny, do you know? Elwood, the uh, his, his his longtime bass tech. guitar
1: tech, okay. Elwood. That's what made me think of it when Rookie said
4: Elwood. Mm. Uh, and that was with the blessing of Billy. And so, the blessing of
1: looked, Dusty, which gave us an insight into the idea they must have known Dusty was fading, because Dusty Hill approved of it, too. Yeah, I that's guess what that's I read what in the John Breen uh, yeah, piece today. Yeah, okay. that,
4: that's what I meant, I yeah. guess.
1: Yeah. And I've told you this before, but you know, Tom Jewell did a boat for uh, Billy. Billy Gibbons. Yep. Well, you knew this was inevitable. The students at a local high school in the state of Washington were ready to wear red, white, and blue to honor the lives lost in September 11, but school officials pulled the plug, concerned the expression could be racially incentive, uh, offensive, and offend some people. They we're so backwards. At East Lake High School in Swaminish, a student leadership uh, had a, planned a Patriots Day theme at a football game at Memorial Stadium against Rainier. The game was previously canceled, then rescheduled, to the day before the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attack. Students wanted to do something to remember the tragic events, but staff intervened. According to an email obtained by Jason Rant's show of KTTH, the principal said wearing those colors could ultimately cause offense to some who see it differently.
4: Wow.: <laughs>
2: <sighs> We're just so backwards we find a new,
4: find a new country. Then I hate to reduce it down to that cliche, but then go find somewhere else to live.
1: Uh, Associate principal Darcy Brainard, uh, no, not her. The principal, somebody named Breedy or Brady, and she would not say uh, who it is that she thought might be offended. She would not comment on that. Okay, so. Uh, but I, And then you had a, a kid at uh, uh, Washington University in St. Louis who was filmed uh, taking 3,000 American flags, putting them in garbage bags, and throwing them away. And when, when confronted about it, said, this is merely a flag, a flag relocation. Oh. A flag relocation. Nope. Okay. He said, as a Muslim, I've, I've suffered uh, because of what happened on 9-11. No, nope. no. Well, then, you know, you seem to be doing pretty well, pal. You're an important cog at the student government at that uh, school. and. Uh, I'm sure he'll suffer no consequences in the failed academy. Nope. None whatsoever.
4: And did those flags represent lives lost, or was it just yes. A, yes. a blanketing of flags? Well, uh, now that you because mention
1: it, I'm going to I'm going to presume that the, the flags represented the symbolic number of
2: 3,000 yeah. lives lost. I,
4: I saw he had two garbage bags yeah. full of flags. Yeah. I'm trying
2: to find, I believe it was a congresswoman who compared, or who had said... Her 9-11 was January 6th. That Cory Bush, maybe? No, it wasn't her, because I would have remembered her mm-hmm. name. I'm trying to... Which is absolutely insanity uh, out loud, is what that is. And Kenny, so when I went to go find it again, there's other people who have said it, other public figures who have said it. And I, I'm thinking, C- do you not understand the context between the two?
0: Uh, I want to read yourself. Which of course, oh, God, I hope I didn't no. delete it. I Don't hope delete. I didn't Why delete it. I know, i Keep some things. Uh... He's scrolling through his phone as we speak to find an item that he shoot. Seems to be very interested in for the show. It's like
4: watching a monkey make love to a football watching him go through that phone. <laughs>
0: Brooke, look up a quote.
1: Uh, look up a quote called Who was the falling man? And see if, if, if
4: a oh if a sounds parad- depressing
2: is that the photo from the... Yes. I know oh.
4: I know which one you mean, too. Who was
0: the falling man? Do you see anything come the up? The pho- or... uh, photograph by Richard Drew. Um, the falling man is a photograph taken by Associated Press photographer Richard Drew of a man falling from the World Trade Center September 11th. And Jonathan Briley. Yeah. It was an adapted into a documentary film by the same name. The article gave the possible identity of falling man as Jonathan Briley, a 43-year-old sound engineer who worked at Windows on the World. But there was a beautiful piece of writing
1: about him falling into the arms of God. Okay, falling man's story. And, let me
0: look around for and it. And we
1: didn't know why he jumped. Maybe he jumped because he wanted to breathe fresh air before he died. Maybe he jumped from another uh, for another reason. Or maybe he said, I'm going to jump into the arms of God. And the, uh, the last line of the quote was, you can't. You must fall into the arms of God. Wow. Which is what he did. It was really, really powerful. Just a, I really am in a bad habit of deleting too much, aren't I?
4: Damn I do that all the time. Wait. That's because I don't know if I'm going to wake up alive the next day. So you got to get rid of all that stuff in case you're gone. Rook, can you uh, c- Joe? Well, I didn't want to get rid of that. 2,977 people died mm-hmm. on 9-11. How in the hell do you compare that to you know it was an awful day at the capitol but how the hell do you compare that to anything like you that you can't you just yeah, can't that 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 shouldn't even make the register when you compare it to 2977
2: souls so i have a really uh, delicate question cuz i my wife and i were talking about this over the weekend on saturday we had the news on to, while they were reading the names saturday morning and then with the with the pauses to commemorate when both planes hit, and then when the Pentagon was hit and so forth, it was a really, uh, we were watching ABC, but I think all channels were carrying it. And my son, who is nine and now in fourth grade, looked at me and said, Dad, what's this?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I paused for a second and went, "Do uh, did you guys talk about 9-11 yesterday in school? Because that was their first week of school. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, what's that? And I thought, wait a minute, wow. hold up. But, 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 but hang, hang with me here. Oof. And I That's thought, so did you guys way. not did you guys not discuss the attacks in the World Trade Center? And he said, No, why? And then I looked at my wife, like, Oh boy. And then I thought, Well, wait a minute. Is it too early? Because it's a pretty you know, some of the stuff that we were watching he he was getting a little squeamish with. So I'm thinking, Okay, he is only nine, but how do you you know what I mean? Like what at what point oh. should that be introduced well, to a I kid's guess, life?
1: I guess one way I'd answer that is to suggest to you that I'm reasonably certain that nine-year-olds certainly heard about Pearl Harbor. Okay. Because I did... And then s- nine-year-olds in 2001 certainly heard about the attack. Sure. Uh, your question is, well, all of the... You've got an entire generation of kids that weren't even around. Including both of mine, right. Including Well, I said nine of my ten... Gra- all ten of my grandchildren weren't around. One was three months old. And...
2: So count. I actually stumbled upon, we all follow PragerU on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Dennis Prager's site, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they actually had a clip that was about five or six minutes long, and the whole synopsis was how to tell, talk to your young kids about 9-11, which mm-hmm. I found very interesting and very helpful too, by the way. So yeah. I just thought, okay, well, that's probably that, why. That had to be a tough parenting moment. Okay, you ready? I bit. found it. You yeah. ready? Oh, well, you
1: did? Okay. From Tom Junod's Esquire article, The Falling Man, about trying to find the identity of the man in one of the most famous pictures of 9-11 jumpers. Is Jonathan Briley the falling man? He might be, but maybe he didn't jump from the window as a betrayal of love or because he lost hope. Maybe he jumped to fulfill the terms of a miracle. Maybe he jumped to come home to his family. Maybe he didn't jump at all because no one can jump into the arms of God. Oh, no, you have to fall. Wow. Isn't that a hell of a piece of writing? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, that is.
2: Geez. Wow.
1: Well, but out there in East Lake and Washington, we're not going to...
2: No, yeah. no, no. We, we might, offend might offend somebody. You might have somebody. You might offend Who somebody. Who would possibly... Well, we, we all know. But we can't somebody, even go down this right? road. It's so
1: preposterous that it's just ridiculous. Uh, and all, all those kids at that school, they weren't even born when... Nine Eleven happened, and, and congratulations to those kids for wanting to remember.
2: But you know what would be interesting to know is how many other school or, or how many other teachers or whoever would have raised their hand to suggest the same thing and were shot down, saying, stop. One mother emailed Principal Chris Beatty
1: to ask what happened. She was shocked by the response. Our leadership teachers made this decision and explained it to students, Beatty wrote. I know tomorrow is 9-11 and understand the sacrifice and values of our our flag represents, but I think they just did not want to unintentionally cause offense to some who see it differently. What in the name of God do you see differently about losing 3,000 people? (laughs) That it was justified? That's the only conclusion you can reach. You know what she's saying?
2: Some people did something. Some people did something. That's exactly what this teacher is saying.
1: Neither Principal Beattie nor District Communications Director Shannon Parthemer explained who would take offense, and why is wearing red, white, and blue offensive to begin with, no one would say.
4: Do you think anybody, Joe, on December seventh, 1971 would say this about the flag 20 years after Pearl Harbor? No way in hell. No, no way sure. in hell. For How sure. can you live through the events of nine eleven and still to this day not be filled with pride and a sense of belonging, and a sense of place, and want to do everything in your power to make this country continue to be the greatest country in the world. How, how do you how do you use that opportunity to hate on this country?
1: It's terrible. And I'm really holding, I'm pulling some punches right now. I'm really well, pulling some verbal
4: punches. Well, so so am I because I sound like a, a ludicrous, you know, flag w- waver. But damn it, I don't care. You know, I watched some segments of the
1: uh, the specials over the weekend. Oh and, man! And the one that's the one that was most telling is uh, anybody who worked at the site uh, probably is very ill
2: because of what they, they developed What in. they're
1: calling the trade center cough. They were they were breathing in horrible horrible air. Right, and uh, you know they should have had gas mask on.
2: There was a a piece before football started, Adam Schefter put it together, so bear with me. The new Jets head coach, his name is Robert Sala, and the bit was he is the first um, Muslim head coach. Mm -hmm. I believe his father is from the Middle East, I I can't remember exactly, but his mother is from Michigan. In any event, his older brother was in the tower. Mm Mm-hmm on 9-11 he was working for morgan stanley i believe Mm -hmm. and when the other tower was hit first he grabbed his stuff and said i'm out of here just fearing the worst it was a really powerful piece i I retweeted it if people want to check it out but it was really powerful but also just interesting how he said i wasn't even planning on coaching but that moment made me go okay i get one shot at life i'm Mm -hmm. I'm getting into coaching." it was and now that he's the head coach of the New York Jets. Did the it was, Jets win yesterday? I think they lost. By <laughs> the way, um, you're muted on Twitter until
4: after the football season is over. I Rivers. was a little hot yesterday. I'm sorry, Ken.
2: Jeez. Yeah. Hail
1: the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail, you. You. Hail you. Joe, I had intended to drop a quick note about our trip back to Minnesota and Wisconsin for the first time in over a year. We hit the Woodbury Red Savoy as our first stop after Minneapolis-St. Paul, and Grandma had brats and meatloaf from Grunhoffers nice. for me and the boys the next day. My CP acts like it isn't a real big deal, but the eight-year-old called her out when she took her third serving of meatloaf. Grandma, my mom, is a champ. She had five meatloafs from Grunhofer's in the oven so we could eat leftovers for a few days. They lasted one day. Yeah. Since I got the gratuitous plugs out of the way, now I have to get a few things off my <laughs> chest. The speed of traffic in the Twin Cities is ridiculous. I used to lead the pack, but even I got nervous with the new standard. It was clear you were not just getting old and complaining about traffic and how fast it goes. I swore I was not going to include anything about the vaccine mandate, but I can't help myself. I am outraged at the hypocrisy. In the last couple of weeks, the administration—I'll I'll read you the rest of the email after I finish telling you about Grunhoffers. Let's okay. hear it. Get to the good He's stuff. He's talking about Grunhoffers at one of two locations. The, he, the original, what? Yep.
2: Did he say Ma had five meatloafs going at once?
1: My five. (laughs) Ma had five in the oven. (laughs) That's a run.
2: Can you imagine how good that smelled? Yeah, that might last me a weekend.
1: So they must have gone to the Grunhoffers. They either went to the Grunhoffers on in Hugo, uh, just north of Hugo on Highway 61, or they went to the new location, Grunhoffers on Highway 97, just east of 35E in Forest Lake. And they loaded up, man. They got the burgers, the brats, the meatloafs, and uh, I'm sure they were well taken care of. And it sounds like they were very, very satisfied with Grunhoffer's old-fashioned meats.
2: Hey, Garage Logic would like to welcome Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services to the podcast. Andy and his crew at Kahuna take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing. They will even put up, take down, and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood, Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Throughout the entire month of September, they have a great special on soft washing just for GLers. If you look under your eaves on the north side of your house, you'll probably see some gray dirt. It's actually algae. It can grow anywhere: siding, patio, patio furniture, deck, and even on your roof. The proper way to clean this is usually not with water pressure. Kahuna's soft wash method uses low-pressure water with a mixture of algicide to kill the algae, so it stays clean longer and doesn't damage your house. Right now, for GLRS only, pricing for house washing packages start at just $299. This special will only run through the month of September. Head to to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a washing. Make sure that you ask for the GL special. Kahunawindowcleaning.com. The coffee account. Nice. The crappy coffee. Here's a
4: man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Maple Grove Lock and Safe is the GLer's choice in Minnesota for sales, service, and repair of safes. They're located... At 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Along with American security safes, Rich, the owner, he also sells the world-famous Liberty Safe that's made right here in the United States. He's been at it for 30 years, offering residential and commercial lock and safe and security services. Rich's goal, his only goal, your satisfaction. And he does that with... I hear myself uh, in an echo, Chris. you got to get rid of that. I I can't go on working this way. Uh, Rich's goal is your satisfaction. I said that already. See, I'm off my game. Uh, And on top of that, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, it's the rare store that actually offers lock and safe repair. You don't see that a lot. So if it's broke, bring it into the store. See what Rich can do for you. And if you have a notion... Please do. Hop on the website, maplegroveloginsafe.com. Visit the safe showroom. Take a gander at the wide variety of safes and vaults that Rich can set you up with. That's Maple Grove.
0: Matthew? I have a question. I know they do lock and safes and stuff like that, but do they sell that... um... That clay and the the explosive wire with the the thing that you push down in case you want to break into a safe? It's called, it's called a plunger. Do they have wow. that, God. You know, like, yeah. You
2: put the clay
0: on there like they did in the old movies, a stick of dynamite. That,
4: that is brilliant, actually. So you get both sets of customers. Accessories, right.
0: I'm trying to break that, into a
2: safe. What do I need?
0: You it, know, yes, Chris? You, yes. No, I was waiting you till get, you're done. I was pointing go. to Joe. go.
2: Um, uh, Grove well, just let me, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Gotcha. Uh, 19 minutes ago, <laughs> yeah. the Star Tribune is reporting that St. Paul's city attorney is now asking the state to suspend Representative John Thompson's driver's license for failing to pay a fine associated with his July 4th traffic citation. All right.
1: Is he going to turn this into that, a witch that hunt? Won't,
2: that won't get him out of the legislature. No, but I thought it was worth updating because right. I figured people. So, would It occurs send that to me us.
1: the email I've been reading about the family that uh, is back in the state. That's the uh, and the eight year old who called out mom, wolfing down uh, uh, th- her third helping of Grunhoffer's yes. meatloaf. Yep. Yes, that's the eight year old who knows everything about garage logic. Ah, uh, Joe's eight year old, and he said I. Uh, I swore I was not going to include anything about the vaccine mandate, but I can't help myself. I'm outraged at the hypocrisy. In the last couple of weeks, the administration vowed to fight the new Texas abortion law because we should respect the rights of people to choose what happens to their own bodies. Now this, their end around, their words, to mandate vaccinations through employers is sickening. The government is now codifying the cancel culture. Don't do what we want. You won't have a job. It used to be the mob that made that happen. Now it is the government. The burden this is going to place on small businesses, yes, a small business can have more than 100 employees, is yet another nail in many of their coffins. I personally know two business owners who have told me that if it gets enforced, they're lo- they're closing their shop. Both are restaurants I frequent for lunch. They both have multiple locations and easily top 100 employees. On top of the shutdowns and the inability to hire decent team members because they're being paid to stay home by the government, this mandate is the last straw. My current company employs hundreds, approaching 1,000. Every one of our team members works at home except me. We have a small office where we get mail and it serves as our legal address. The pandemic has shown us that we don't need to have a physical office and it has allowed us to hire great team members from all over the country. So do we have to mandate that everyone gets a vaccine? Do we have to test everyone that isn't? Doesn't that seem a bit much when they literally do not ever meet anyone else in the course of their workday? According to the mandate, we will be required to do this. So the the logistics alone for hundreds of employees across 45 states will be a nightmare. I'm so disappointed in my country right now to mandate people who do not want to put something in their body. Put that thing in their body is beyond hypocrisy. I just don't know a better word. I am vaccinated, by the way. I think people should be vaccinated. But I don't think the government has the right to tell anyone else they must get vaccinated or risk losing their job. I have no problem with an employer making the decision on their own. That is their right. In many ways, it would be a smart decision for a business to require vaccines. We saw last year what happened in the meatpacking industry when plants had to close due to outbreaks. Mm -hmm. The purpose of the government is to protect our rights, not to protect our health. It is our responsibility to protect our health or not. We have the right to do either, at least we used to. I could rant on for hours about this. The 8-year-old tells me I should do a podcast so I can go out and do my explaining with a few buddies each day. <laughs> Maybe the, uh, get Grunhoffers to sponsor. You ain't stealing Grunhoffers. No, 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 Stop no. it now. All well, the 8-year-old just wants them to send him free meatloaf. I will refrain <laughs> from commenting on your conversation about what would happen if 9-11 happened today other than to say the conversation would be about what we did to offend them and how our privilege led to the attacks, I could rant on that for hours as well. Keep pushing back, Joe, uh, They're now living in Little Elm, Texas, hmm. and uh, he's written us before about the precocious eight-year-old who knows every rookie line, he knows every Reavers line, every Kenny line. Such it's, a burden. I for wonder a young if he has man. a good
2: Tomball story then. Uh, I don't.
4: No, think so. there I don't are
0: no good Tomball so.
4: stories. I, so. <laughs> I, I want to just reiterate uh, to the eight-year-old: when Mom asks you where you're going or what you're doing. I hope you're answering with none of your business, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Keep I, it clean like that, I, I think
1: it is Mom's business at Keep eight. It
4: clean. I think it is Mom's yeah,
1: business. I Joe, do. I work part-time as a bartender in a small town in the northwest suburbs of Minneapolis. I believe I experienced a little bit of Americana that you guys might like to hear about. We all know this weekend is one of remembrance, uh, given it was the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I was working Sunday during the Vikings game, and when the national anthem started up on the On the TVs, the entire bar went silent and everyone, including a large group of kids who were in there with a few parents from a local youth sports team, got out of their chairs and stood with their hands over their hearts. I wish I could have taken a picture because the sight of everyone in the bar gave me goosebumps. After the national anthem concluded, the entire bar erupted in applause before everyone sat and continued with their conversations. Keep pushing back, Chris. Isn't that something? That is fantastic. Probably happened in
4: more places than we know. One of the races, dirt track races I was at this summer, I don't remember where, the singer of the anthem was having a bit of a struggle, and the crowd took over Love that. and drowned that singer out. Oh, it was just, That's it almost cool. brought a tear. Yeah, it was so cool. Uh,
1: Dan uh, from the Garage Logic uh, clerical uh, area says, uh, I thought you would like to know that you were having a great impact on the religion class that I teach. During a recent class, we were reviewing an assignment, and a student gave a very wrong answer to one of the questions. Without hesitation, I found myself saying, hold up, wait Wait a a minute, minute. something (laughs) Something ain't right. right." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is from uh, Reverend Schmidt, resident clergy of Gumption County, always standing up for the truth of the Bible. Hold up, wait a minute, something Something ain't right. right. What's this one? Just a minute here. Just this one. Uh, Oh, I'm taking this as a ray of hope amidst... The Fog of Progressive Influence. One of the kids I used to have is majoring in biology. Uh, Great, you can fail biology. At UW-Eau Claire this fall, I just found this textbook among the rubble in the living room this morning. I commented to my level-headed son, I would have died and gone to heaven to have taken this course. He looked up at me with excited eyes and said, yeah, the professor is really into Lincoln. He believes he was a good guy. Those liberal kids all say Lincoln was a bleep, but I know he was a good president. I asked if he would keep me apprised of the course and how it goes. He said, "Yep." So we've got ourselves a mole. Hmm. So the kid had a book about Abraham Lincoln. All right, love to hear that. Yeah, you know what yeah. we Honest used a in, a the pile, in the pile
2: in the uh, pile. In in uh, I attended Jefferson Elementary. Okay. And what we used to stay, say to the kids that went to Lincoln Elementary is Lincoln, stinking! What you have been drinking? Oh, oh boy,
4: that
0: man, was clever. You rowdy kids. That was a that was, silly goose. That was just clever, you silly goose. Rook yeah.
4: wasn't it? Was uh, Lincoln that never told a lie? Rook wasn't wasn't that the guy? Honest oh. Lincoln. That'd be uh,
0: Washington. Lincoln <laughs> and the cherry tree. Lincoln uh, chopped down the cherry tree for some cherry pie. Yep. What
2: yep. was the uh, the the movie where Daniel Day Lewis played him? Uh, what was it called?
0: Lincoln uh, and the, the thoughts Vampires? of Lincoln. Lincoln. The uh, the Lincoln Empire strikes no, back. It's, it's called go. Lincoln. Oh, oh. stinking Lincoln! Catching what you've been drinking. That's pretty boring.
1: <laughs> Schmell's Countryside Volkswagen. Man, I had fun with one of their products over the weekend. Got lost as hell, but I had yeah, fun you did. driving.
4: Oh, oh, oh! Okay, <laughs> I, I'm no. Are oh, we going to devote a segment to that or not? Welcome we to the to Black to Hills. Jeez.
1: So I'm westbound on Highway 7. Here we go. And when I get to 101 towards Minnetonka, westbound 7 is, is blocked and I'm
2: detoured. And How'd I, you get to 7 to begin with? Uh, you took 94 cross to... Crosstown to oh, cross town. 494 just, to sure. 7. Okay. Drove
0: through the okay. pebbled road. So you're
4: going west on 7. Yeah. I, have fact, I have
1: to go now. I have to go south on uh, 101 because okay. uh, Westbound seven's is closed. Okay. And it had to be a 40-minute detour, and I must have missed the last detour you, sign. You sure did. Because one, the next thing I know, I'm in front of Paisley Park. I'm trying so to get to Excelsior. <laughs> so you're on Highway 5. No, I was on a, I was on a road parallel no. to Highway 5. And then I came to Galpin, is it? Galpin. Galpin, Galpin, and I called a guy, and he said, "Yeah, well, take a ride on Galpin, and that'll dump you back down onto seven in Excelsior, and that's what I did." But yeah, I, if I,
4: you I, were by Paisley Park, all you would do is go, go to forty one.
1: I know, okay.
4: I know. All right, but well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. Oh. There's no there's no
2: frontage road to five, is there, Chris? Uh, off of where Joe was. Yeah, I mean he probably went not the way I would I went have taken. through a shopping area. What was that? That well I'm assuming that was Chan
1: Holy mackerel. I thought Chan was south of Hazeltine.
2: Oh heavens no. Oh Chris, no, no no no.
4: When I was at your place two weeks ago, I have to admit I didn't recognize anything from your place all the way to four ninety four. Well basically changed so
2: much. That entire stretch is less than ten years old. Pretty wow. for the most part. Not not everything, so but they're building entire cities out of cornfields down
4: there. So it's I
1: went just through amazing. I went through what must be called downtown Chanhassen?
4: Probably
2: yeah, if you took one oh one. Street well,
1: lights and stuff. and, that, and Oh i tr- I'm long since off one oh one. I have
0: no bleeping idea where I am. Okay. I don't know how I got off one oh one. Because
2: I'm trying to look. What route you bleeping took? And I can't here. mock
0: you because I don't know the area, so I'm, I'm out.
1: It was a part of
2: the metro I had never
1: previously been.
2: In. Okay. Well, what's neat is the part you should have done is go, gone through Tonka Bay, like north of Excelsior, because that's beautiful, especially right now, around the lake and whatnot. Well,
1: that's what I did, well, you moron. Was, no, once once was I got Tom, back
2: to Excelsior, I worked my way over to Lord Fletcher's on Fifteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you did go w- the way. Okay. W-
4: was Tommy at the uh, boat show?
1: Uh, yes.
4: Yeah. I saw three wood boats in town up here last week, mm-hmm. so he must be busy Boy, I'm a long way from telling you about Schmelz Countryside.
0: What'd uh, have, sorry, Schmel, What would you have for lunch there?
1: <laughs> I didn't have any okay. lunch there. Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen in Maplewood, uh, Volkswagen, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo in the southeast quadrant there of Highway 36 and 61, a multi-generational dealership. I've been buying cars there for a long time, and I will continue to. 0% for up to 36 months right now on all new Volkswagen vehicles, with the exception of the ID four. The all-new Volkswagen Taos is in stock. Uh, 0% for up to 72 months on Fiat. That's what I was driving Saturday. 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. Uh, I couldn't be happier with, with, with what I've uh, gotten from Schmelz countryside. And as I say, I'll continue to. Check out the inventory, because cars are difficult to find, but Schmelz can help you. Details at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com.
0: It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Sushuri.
2: It may be the end of the world, but fear not, GLers, because we are excited to welcome a new partner to the Garage Logic podcast. It's St. Paul's Own Mosaica Hard Surface. And what they do is they specialize in the sourcing, supply, and installation of hard surface based materials, such as granite, marble, and quartz, for your kitchen, bath, fireplace, bar, outdoor kitchen, anywhere you dream up. They can get it done, done right, and also done under budget. Corey and Jay, they are the owners and they're huge GLers. Here's the deal though, they are a lot of people out there doing this but I'm here to tell you they are the best. They've been around for over 20 years and they do things the GL way, meaning the right way. And they also use only the best materials and they custom cut everything in their state-of-the-art facility. They also install everything themselves. Not everybody does that. They are perfect, so check them out. You can call Corey directly at 651-242 0894. Stop by their showroom or just visit them online at mosaicahardsurface.com. That's M-O-S-A-I-C-A, hardsurface.com. Tell them GL sent you. Joe, really quick. Kenny reminded me of a story that we what forgot to I tell. What did I just say? No. Yeah, right. For a million dollars. <laughs> no, of course. You always listen to the ads. So Kenny Pat? had mentioned that he and I went for a little road trip two weeks ago. Yeah. Kenny, we never told this story on the air. So we're leaving. We did the show at the fair. Mm -hmm. Kenny was nice enough to wait for me. We get back here. I post the show. We get in the car. Yep. Roycey pulls out in front of us. Oh,
4: I forgot about that. I know. I did, too, until you
2: just reminded me of it. So we're on 94 uh, westbound on 94 in the left lane because i got to take 35 south to get to my place. Why were you hauling Kenny to your house? Kenny needed to borrow a ride because he was in town. Oh, you lent him a car? Yeah, exactly. I got you. So, right. um, borrowed. Yeah, I, I borrowed him my car. Yeah. Lent him my car. Anyway, so <laughs> Roycey, we get by Royce. He doesn't see us. Then the traffic starts to build up, so then Royce came up behind us. Kenny is hanging out of the passenger window with the double-gun salute to Pat, going, hey, Roycey! <laughs> and it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Didn't did, even know he, it was us. Wow. <laughs> he
0: he <laughs> just brushed <sort> of... <laughs> us off on the freeway. It must be so common for him to get that right. reaction that he's just another drop of he the bucket. He's probably driving, around, oh, probably a gopher football fan.
4: <laughs> and Roycey's one of these guys that changes lanes like every three
2: seconds. I mean, back and forth and back and forth. I gotta get God. up to that guy. I completely <laughs> forgot about that until Kenny just Double reminded guns. me. Oh, it was so funny. Oh.
1: I've been calling the Taliban toenail painters. Yes. And I got an email oh. wondering about that. And uh, I swear I read that at one point over the last 20 years. Yes,
0: you did. I remember it was. A, um, I don't remember specifically, but it was there was a group or yep. Yep. Um, I don't remember why they were doing it. But they were doing it because
1: it's forbidden. I just looked it up, uh, and I can't verify what I've been saying. It's nail polish is forbidden in Islam. So, uh, in any event, I'm going to stop saying that. Not because I give a damn about them, but because I give a damn about being somewhat accurate. <laughs> you are <want, laughs>
2: right. more worried about accuracy. Right, so what the I,
4: hell? It's a funny line. Yeah,
1: maybe I'll keep it because I like it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, someone had emailed. Um, about the Taliban and said so now that we're gonna send them all this money just to play nice right does that mean that they're now federal employees? I think they are so yeah. they would have to get all the, they would yeah. have to get vaccinated say I learned
1: something today that I am just shocked to discover what do you got uh bonsai tree owners are creating alarms to prevent thieves after a rash of bonsai thefts what? in the twin cities bonsai trees those little trees
2: oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I, they're worth. They're, sometimes they're worth between twenty five and
2: thirty grand. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa per what? tree? I have. We have one. Well, no.
0: yours is yours is not. Yours is worth about 12 dollars and fifty cents. Uh, okay. Friday,
1: Hopkins police put out an alert searching for suspects in the theft of three rare bonsai trees worth between twenty five and thirty thousand dollars. A three thousand dollar reward has been offered. Elsewhere in the Twin Cities, thefts in Saint Paul and Minneapolis have been reported. Bonsai trees are so rare and valuable in some cases that the Como Park Zoo has an entire exhibit dedicated to them. They can sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases, Mm. but they're Mm. also a popular hobby plant for many gardeners. They are miniature trees uh, that are specially grown and manicured to stay small and live hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Did
0: you know any of this? I knew that they were, uh, I knew about them because Freddie Glasso did bonsai trees. And I think
4: you're probably (laughs) intimately familiar with some of them. Uh, I think there's some close by to us. um, Yes, uh, right out front here. Oh, he gave it away! Damn Jesus. It. Outside?
0: Well, they're not. They're they're, they're going to be gone tomorrow. No, they're not. They're <laughs> not the bonsai trees like that. They're they're good looking out front, but they're not the. Some of these 000. trees are hundreds of years
1: old, and they've been passed down from generation to generation. And there's a lot of work involved in keeping something like that alive. Said bonsai gardener Dave Heinrichs, "You're putting a lot of work into something where it becomes personal. It's not like stealing something from the store." Added Heinrichs that. Gardner estimates the tree he's had stolen, the trees he's had stolen are worth $10,000. Are you
2: kidding me? This was a
4: a ploy of mine many years ago, Such. You know, I, I heard that this... Trimming a bonsai tree can be very calming and comforting, mm. and helps you relieve stress.
0: Therapeutic. And
4: so I, I bought a, you know, I think I paid about three, four hundred bucks for one. And uh, about three, four days into it, I got so po'd at it that I just snipped it in
0: half and threw it away. <laughs> the one Burned cut it. prune. The one cut prune.
2: <laughs> in fact, Kenny, you're right because the uh, the the, <laughs> uh, the practice of trimming the bonsai tree, I learned um, from a great documentary and. The Karate Kid, where Mr. Miyagi teaches Danielson how to cut the tree technique. to learn uh, karate. I'm right. sure there's a Everybody bonsai tree community. Oh, boy, Ooh. that's got to get the horn.
1: So how, how will these be fenced? So I steal of somebody's bonsai tree worth 10 grand. Who do I sell it to that wouldn't rat out me? I would, I would think the bonsai people would hang well, tough on this. You're worried First about the market.
4: the market. Yeah, what's what's your market? market? Yeah, that's hot, so I, I'm not going to pay you full retail value. Right, right. But if you got one, I mean, maybe we
0: can make a deal. Yeah. You Do know, you sell I'm them on eBay?
4: Say, I have no idea. I didn't have
1: no... I thought... I had no idea they were that valuable. Hmm. Just yeah, none. but you
0: can't just... Um, the ones that are. have been cared for, like Mr. Miyagi cared for his, they're not just, you know, you and I buying them and... and Kenny doing the one-cut prune.
2: Let's see, bonsai, tree. Let's see if you can buy them on eBay. Sure. Only. You can buy them on eBay, Joe. Maybe,
4: Maybe there's a dirty lawn and garden shop out there that buys... Stolen bonsai trees, just like uh, the people that buy catalytic converters. I was going to say
0: they buy two items: catalytic converters and bonsai trees. (laughs) How about (laughs) Kenny? I think
2: you're the one that put the video on Twitter last week. The a band a car breaks breaks down on the side of the highway, and two guys try to rip out the catalytic converter. Here comes a trooper right behind
4: me. Wasn't it? Wasn't
2: you? Okay, I thought it was you. Only, yes, sir.
4: Where do they come from?
1: Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park and Moom South Africa, from the traveling Lymans, On this day, September 13th, 1900, Reavers. Yes, sir. The Chicago Electric Vehicle Company test drove its first car in Faribault.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. I did
1: not know that. On this day. Today. In 1930, Duluth's Municipal Airport was dedicated, and a crowd of 15,000 people attended the ceremony and air show. Huh. And on this day. Today. On this day, 13th. in 1955, commercial production of taconite at the Reserve Mining Company's plant in Silver Bay begins. Taconite had been developed in 1919 in Babbitt, but large-scale production wasn't begun until Edward W. Davis had perfected a method <coughs> to process it, and the richer parts of the Iron Range had been mined out. So we huh. have it. That was on this day. Today.
0: That September minor, 13th. Uh, little known uh, fact... That uh Babbitt was named after a Charles Babbitt. They called him Charlie Babbitt. And he um, He
4: was a very he was a very good
0: driver. Very good he? driver, Charlie Babbitt. Charlie liked to watch Charlie Judge B- Wapner. Charlie Babbitt. What does this Charles TV in screen pick up if I do something here?
4: <clears throat>
0: the red one always falls the same. The red one always falls the same.
4: Hell of a card counter. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Thank you, G. I'm sorry you had to put it. 28, up 28, 28 <laughs> 96. There's four left in the box. <laughs> something about underpants at yeah. Walmart. He's going to go on a date with Doris. <laughs> Charlie Babbitt. Charles Babbitt, Babbitt, Minnesota. I
2: always love when I see the rookie wheels are grinding. I what the know. hell's going to come know. out of his car? And, into... and, and did you
4: see Such? Such is like, oh my God, we're about to get something what does really he know good about the Babbitt, Babbitt history. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Charlie Babbitt. This is
0: going to be great. Definitely Charlie Babbitt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys.
4: Deflated.
1: Rain Man. Uh,
0: yep. You can see it right on your phone or your computer pod mn on your smartphone PodMN.com on your computer for all of your local podcasts and podcasts crime <laughs> sports entertainment media movies trivia yeah you got it all pod mn please follow us on facebook you'll see many different garage logic items as well on the youtube page garage logic youtube page subscribe today please monday cha